0: Hello everyone, and welcome to this uncomplication rabbit hole. Uh, These are just short mini-sodes that are really my notes uh, that lead up to larger pieces, Uh, but if you are a diggy doggy who likes going down the rabbit hole then um, this unstructured uh, brain flow is for you. Um, Today I'm going to talk about 10 things I've learned from yoga. Uh, i've been doing yoga for over a decade regularly uh, and it's one of my absolute favorite things to do it's it's so remarkable (laughs) Um, and i just got done with a particularly hard class and a lot of these ideas that i'm going to try and work through were kind of flooding into me while i was uh... in the midst of this really difficult class and i wanted to try and get some of those recorded so I can uh, dust them off later and kind of put together an article Um, just as a little preface in the first podcast I recorded with Kyle the very first episode we spent a little bit of time talking about things like meditation and yoga and I kind of came across I think a little too harsh in my appraisal of the folly of looking to these things for self-improvement or for gaining some benefit and uh, when I listened to that first podcast I I think I I hit that point pretty hard and all I was really trying to hit at or hint at was this idea that when you go into something seeking a benefit uh, for example if you eat dinner because you need the nutrition Uh, you're likely to miss out on just the simple enjoyment of the meal. And with things like yoga and meditation, I found that when I go in and I am seeking some benefit, I am very critical of what I'm getting and what I'm not getting, and am I doing it right, and is this working? And the simple joy of just standing on one leg while you sweat your ass off Uh, can get lost in the idea that I'm standing on my legs sweating my ass off because that's gonna make me better at work or a better lover I don't know any uh, more focused calmer Um, so I just wanted to get that out of the way because like I said I absolutely love yoga it is such an amazing experience and it is a part of my life and I'm so glad that it is but when I go to a class, I'm not going there with an expectation that it's going to make me better. Um, and as a result, I think that there are some wonderful things that uh, come out of it. So that's, that's this sort of weird uh, dual line that we're towing right now. So just getting that out of the way. So again, these are just my rough notes. Uh, just trying to get some of these thoughts out of my head. Uh, so I don't have structure to this yet. Be sure to check out the actual posts that will come out of this. But um, just sort of the unordered list of ideas, um, things that I've, you know, the top 10 things I've found from yoga, or I'm not sure what to call it yet. Um, I'm just going to kind of muddle through these. So one of them is certainly... Uh, let's see, because I, I want to put them in some order, but at the same time, I just got to get them out. So we're just going to come up with them as they come. So uh, one of the ones that always strikes me in a yoga class is uh, especially a really difficult one. And those are my favorite. Uh, you know, a good one where you just kind of get a, get your heart rate up and, you know, you kind of move. Like those are, those are good, but the really great ones are when you are challenged past your comfort zone and one of the things that I have discovered about myself uh, through going to these yoga classes is just how strong I am and how capable we are when we put ourselves in a situation where we have to endure and get through uh, a difficult set of circumstances by which I mean Standing in a hundred degree room on one leg for a minute, holding your other leg back by your arm and pulling your whole body into like a bow pulling posture. Um, You know, very difficult, exhausting, almost uh, dreadful. (laughs) I've had classes where when those poses are coming up, uh, it's almost like, oh man, am I going to be able to do this today? I feel so weak, I'm shaky. Um, But just the way that a yoga class is structured you just sort of have to do it you have to try it you have to do your best and it's not about whether you've done it well or not it's just a matter it's just a matter of whether or not you've tried to do it and again this realization of just how strong I am when I focus on one activity and do it repeatedly and um, every time you're a little stronger, you've learned something new, and it would be insane to think that you could come to the yoga mat and take some of these postures and just do them perfectly uh, when you're just learning how to do them. There are, you know, the teachers of these classes, they're still working on the poses. It's a, a lifetime of continual learning. And it's very beautiful in the fact that uh, all of this learning is just in these very simple stances of the body. That even in just standing still, there's a lifetime worth of information and um, experience of learning new things um, just by standing in a room. So, uh, number one, amazed at just how capable we are um, when when we try these things. Uh, number two, again, these aren't. This isn't the final order, but just second thing in, in my mind is the letting go instantaneously of what has just happened. And one of the things about a yoga class is that because it's difficult, because you are pushing your body to the limit, uh, in order to to do that. Um, you have to be very focused on what you're doing presently, and for that reason, whatever pose you just did, when it's over, it's over. Um, and if, if in those times where you've done a pose and it wasn't very good, or you fell over, or any number of things, you know, you just don't feel good doing it. If you're carrying that into the next pose, you're Much more likely to be off balance in that pose as well so you kind of train yourself uh, going and doing these poses pose after pose after pose uh, that when a pose is over it's gone it's done and you don't bring it with you you're not critical of what you've done Um, it's it's a very you know hold on tightly let go lightly um, kind of situation and uh, the poses in between the difficult poses are these these resting poses one of which uh, is called corpse pose where you just lay on your back and the second you hit that floor just every part of you just relaxes and going to these classes uh, you really learn that if you don't just embrace that rest that moment of rest uh, you're, you miss it and that rest is so valuable it's so wonderful when you've been doing one of these ridiculous poses and sweating and don't even know if you're gonna make it and then it's over, you've made it, and you lie on your back, and it's just, (sighs) um, and just let it go, let go of what just happened, let go of what's coming next, just, um, the the great thing about these, about yoga, is that um, as great as this concept is, I mean, I could sit here and talk about, you know, in your daily life, let go of things, and let go of your failures, and blah, 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 But it's very abstract uh, to just kind of muse about that but when you when you take a yoga class uh, these abstract concepts are there they are what your reality is what you're dealing with and you you don't let go because you want to be a better person you let go because if you don't you're going to fall on your head the next time it's a very practical uh, method of gaining some of these insights so that's number two, just that uh, letting go of what has just happened and what's coming and in those moments when you're not doing a, a pose, to just really, ah, uh, you know, just take a deep breath and refresh yourself in that way. Uh, I, I wish that I could do that better in other parts of my life. Uh, when I go to sleep at night and I have something that's up, like, nagging me, I I often try and do the savasana, um, you know, corpse pose of just letting it all go, but it's difficult. So, um, again, the benefit isn't so much that having done a yoga class, you now have this amazing power to let go of everything, as much as it is that feeling of letting go for just one moment when you're laying on a mat in between a difficult pose is f- so fulfilling. Um, that it it's amazing (laughs) I guess number three I'm just you know fishing around here and they all kind of uh, piggyback off each other number three is letting go of what your neighbor is doing and just focusing on yourself Um, when you go to a yoga class there's all levels of uh, proficiency you, you have beginners often you have really advanced people that have been going for you know or their teachers themselves and they're in taking the class and there's a whole gamut of abilities and um, you know really strong people and people who are just starting out and uh, one of the things that the teachers say all the time is uh, don't focus on your neighbor focus on yourself um, you really can't compare your posture to anyone else's because there are so many variables that you don't have control over that just make you who you are and the person next to you who they are. Everyone has different body types. Everyone has different flexibilities. Everyone has different um, skill levels and uh, levels of experience. And everybody has the things that they are strong at and everyone has the things that they're weak at. I consider myself a, a pretty strong uh, yoga practicer but uh there's, there's poses that to this day after working them for 10 years I still struggle through I still um, have a hard time with and there might be someone who's obviously a beginner next to me uh, who's just you know flexible has a different body and they can do these things that I'm, I've been working on for 10 years and still can't get and uh, really the 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 wisdom in that is in comparing yourself only to yourself uh, you know the you don't even really need to compare as much as just observe just uh, be present um, be the witness of what's going on in your body and what you're doing and what you're learning and what you're feeling and getting your eyes off the people around you because it doesn't do you any good um, you know there's always great examples there's always seeing people do something really well and say "Oh, okay I see how they're They're standing that way, and I can try that too. um, That's a different type of uh, observation than the uh, critical analysis of man. That girl is, is, you know, just she's prettier than me. She's stronger than me. I guess I should say guy because I'm a guy, but uh, whatever. The the body bodily comparison and the feelings of inadequacy if someone next to you is really strong in a pose and you aren't. so, yeah, that's uh, keeping, keeping yourself on your own mat and uh, just progressing in your own space, in your own way and uh, not comparing yourself to anyone else. Um, let me think. Uh, fourth. I had, I had 10 of these, so I should be able at least to remember what my fourth was. Again, not really ordered, but I kind of touched on this, but uh... okay, let me think. I guess the fourth uh, might be a little abstract, but uh, if you've experienced this you 'll know what i 'm talking about, and it 's simply the intrinsic abilities of the human body and how we are in one in one sense masters of our bodies we're controlling them uh, sending the signals to stand on one leg and to do this and that but the body itself is built for or not even necessarily built but I mean it it is in balance with itself to a large extent and you don't have to supervise everything Uh, there is the intention of putting yourself into uh... the yoga studio in the first place and the poses that you take but uh... the the body has a remarkable system of muscles and uh... senses and all of these things that allow for remarkable dexterity and balance and when i find myself trying to dig too deep into the controlling aspects of those things Uh, is when I find myself off balance Um, that is when uh, let's see So number four is something that was very valuable for me to discover uh, when I was younger. I had a lot of hang-ups uh, just about being a physical organism, <laughs> of having a heart beating and this circulatory system pumping blood and all of this, you know, all the all the physiology of our bodies, our bones and our marrow and. Uh, feeling like I was a machine uh, that could be out of out of alignment and needed my help to make it better all the time uh, sort of that medical perspective of the human body that there are all of these things they're all pretty gross and unsettling and I need to manage them or it's going to fall out of alignment and something bad is going to happen um, And through the process of going to yoga classes, one of the remarkable discoveries that uh, has has really liberated me from those hang-ups about my own uh, physical being is discovering how much I don't have to worry about because I, you know, it's weird to say my body, but I guess that's the way most people think about it, but my body knows what to do. Um, there are so many inner woven systems of muscles and nerves and senses that all have an intelligence of their own in a sense I mean it's it's us doing it but our bodies and we are our bodies uh, there is there's a wisdom and an intelligence there that's beyond the brain intelligence that tries to boss everything around and tell everything what to do for example when you stand on one leg you know try standing on one leg and lifting your other leg out and back while your front part dips forward almost like a dive and hold yourself sort of like a capital letter T and uh, just feel all of the little stabilizer muscles and all of the little uh, twitching uh, activity that happens that will keep you in balance Um, there's no way that you can mentally be in charge of controlling all of those little uh stabilizer muscles and even the big muscle groups there's so much going on just in bending over uh that your body and you uh know how to do that you don't have to think about it and so there's this sort of trust in your body trust in yourself that your yourself is going to do what it needs to do uh, whether or not you jump in and try and manage it and beyond that when you do try and jump in and manage it if you stand on one leg and kind of balance forward in that t-shape like I described and you start thinking about all those little muscles and all of the you know trying to actually control and manage all of those things happening that's the fastest way to to fall out of balance Uh, it's like getting in your own way um, to start second-guessing and analyzing and trying to adjust mentally uh, every little thing that's going on uh, there are big adjustments uh, mental things that you can that you can feel and you can learn and you can say okay I need to bring my hip down more to, to find balance okay I need to uh, you know kind of to fall into this position until I find the balance but when you're in a when you're in the right position There's that letting go and letting, you know, the the faith in yourself and in your body, um, letting that go. Um, And again, that was just a a great revelation to me because there were times in my life where I felt that the whole thing was going to fall apart unless I was fastidiously managing every aspect of my physical body. Like it was a car that was just constantly falling apart and needed... Uh, a mechanic operating on it at all times Um, there's certainly a time and a place to jump in and uh, you know tweak this or that and put things in alignment Um, but having faith in yourself as having this intrinsic wisdom this uh, you know your body knows how to walk without you having to think about every little step that's sort of the, uh, the nature of what I'm getting at. Uh, Number five is, it almost sounds trite, uh, cliche, but the power of the breath. And this really comes hot on the heels of the last uh, item of trusting your body. Because your breath is a very interesting thing. Uh, You're doing it all the time, whether you're thinking about it or not yet you can sit there and you can focus on your breathing and you can take a deep breath and you can be in control of that but then when you let go of that control it goes on anyway. So one of the remarkable things about that breath is it really links these two halves of ourselves that are typically in conflict in a lot of people of the controlling aspect versus the letting go aspect. And it is the bridge between those two sides of our self, which are one whole. And so when you're in a yoga class, uh, the breath is what links you throughout the beginning all the way to the end, through pose after pose after pose. Every motion is attached to a breath. Every pose is measured in breaths. Every. Um, trying to say here every pose is measured in breaths and your your focus just goes into that breathing not in so much as making that breath happen continuously but just in getting into a a repetition a, a pattern of breathing and then just observing it and and holding it as a central point of your meditation because it's consistent it's rhythmic It happens whether or not you're thinking about it, and it is the oxygen that fuels the fire that allows your body to function. And uh, it's amazing to me when I get into some of these situations where I am overextended, I'm out of my comfort zone, I am doing poses or postures or things that are just a real strain and stress, and I'm you know, I I feel like I'm I'm not gonna make it, Uh, that breath just carries you like footsteps into each new pose and through every pose. And I found that in daily life, uh, the same thing applies, that being uh, stressed and extended in a lot of different ways, uh, just taking those deep breaths not because it's like a benefit, not because it's like a magic bullet that makes stress go away, but just because it is that same feeling of centering your present being in this one activity that you're doing, that you both control and don't control, and uh, it, it there's there's just profound strength in that. That the breath is powerful, and doing yoga and learning this this power of the breath uh, I've brought that into many of the other physical and kind of sedentary activities that I do Uh, when I climb I use my breath and I make my my movements match my breath and it's uh, typically uh, an an inhale during a rest and an exhale during a uh, A strong motion and uh, just getting into that flow and that rhythm just gives you power Uh, with even my golf swing I I, uh, time my golf swing to my breath and uh, I make my breath that you know again like this idea of footsteps you know each breath is sort of a footstep and uh, if you take those steps, they're always on solid ground when they're, when they're standing on a breath. Uh, when you start taking those steps that are just sort of haphazard in between breaths, uh, you know, you can miss a beat, you can be out of breath. Uh, but having that breath with you is like having a, <laughs> you know, iron lily pads at your every footstep as you walk through any kind of physical uh, activity. Alright, what else am I thinking here? Ah, this is perfect. So number five I suppose, or six. Uh, number six is the observation that oftentimes, when you go into an experience it's like going into the woods and finding a fire kindled there And when you bring that fire out of the woods, when you try and carry it back with you, uh, often what you find that you've brought back are just the ashes. Uh, Another way to look at this, there's a sort of motif in mythology uh, or just sort of stories in general of this idea of going into the woods or going into the forest, finding gold, and bringing that gold out of the forest and it turns to ashes in your hands. And So what this metaphor, uh, to me, signifies is this experience that I've had so many times and right now is even a, an example of it, that I can be in an experience like a yoga class and I can be having these thoughts and feelings and meditations and uh, they're just so profound and beautiful and, oh man, yikes. that was about as quickly as my jeep could decelerate Um, going you know being in a yoga class is a very meditative uh, activity obviously and as such um, even though part of what you're trying to do is not to get in your head but just be in your body uh, I I often find that some of my most uh, vivid and uh, powerful thoughts have come to me during these classes but this, this analogy of leaving the forest trying to carry the fire and it turning to ashes in your hand is uh, when, when in those moments and having those realizations and seeing this like layered complexity all lining up in a beautiful way uh, it's, it's so exciting and your first impulse is to just run and grab a piece of paper and write all this stuff down and a you can't do that when you're in a yoga class because you're sitting there and you know you're doing these things until uh, the class is over and then you just have to kind of keep track of all these things perfect example I'm doing this little brain dump I thought of just the simplified beautiful you know nine ten things I've learned from yoga and here I am just stumbling to try and even remember what those shining insights were and this is one of them that when in the course of life you have a profound experience or a profound insight um, that can't always go with you in fact it almost never goes with you uh... when you are up in the clouds and you see all these connections down below uh... it is a beautiful wonderful experience and and the impulse is to want to hold it to capture it to, to be able to experience that, that clarity anytime you want but invariably you come back down you're on ground level and all of those uh, moments of insight are like dreams that you had the morning before and they're they're fragmented they don't all they don't all work together anymore and uh, that wisdom can't be taken out of that moment that's the analogy of the fire that you try and take that fire that big burning fire out of the fire pit and bring it out of the woods and you're I mean that that, yeah you know it you'll end up with ashes or burns Um, so I just think that's valuable because it's really it's really shown me that uh, again this idea of going to yoga for a benefit um, in those moments of clarity and of, of beautiful thoughts all making sense it's so it's such a wonderful experience but you don't go and do that so that when you leave the class you have that all the time um, you know, just to use another analogy that many people are familiar with, is uh, this idea of state dependent memory, state dependency. Uh, that if you're drunk or high on cannabis or something, that you have these, uh, you know, feelings or insights. And then when you're back to your normal, sober self, what at the time felt like this shining, penetrating, beautiful, you know reality this concept that you have discovered all of a sudden just kinda falls back into the mundane and it's not all there and you don't see the same level of connectedness and uh, the same thing applies to uh, yoga I think the same thing applies even to uh, moments of of deep spiritual connection or uh, just contemplation at the the wonder and mystery of existence that when you have those insights they're amazing. They are life vivifying. They are, they are what life is all about. But life's not about that all the time. And so, letting that go, letting go of the idea that you can carry all this with you, that the insights will last forever, I think is a is a big thing that I've realized from yoga. And it's one of those things that really leads me to this, um, you know, this point that I want to make that you don't, or I don't go to a yoga class expecting to be a better person because of it, expecting to go and to find wisdom and enlightenment and then to just be this enlightened being in the rest of my life uh, because I go in and I have those amazing experiences and I leave the class wanting to scribble them down or spill them into a recording and they turn right back into the normal stuff of life. And I'm, I'm still the same person I was before I went in and had that amazing class and um, you know obviously compiling all of these insights and, and experiences leads you to be who you are and there's great benefit in that again I'm titling this you know, 10 benefits from yoga um, but you can't carry it out of the, out of, you can't take the gold out of the woods it's it's fool's gold uh, keep keep the gold in those moments and just enjoy them fully and then accept the fact that you can't carry it with you all the time. Uh, number, what am I on? Eight, I think. Seven or eight. Something like that. Um, number eight. Um, I guess this could be another one that sort of connects with, I think it's a little different than um, keeping your eyes on your own mat, uh, keeping your eyes on yourself, or not, not comparing yourself to your neighbor. This is probably still part of that, but um, yoga has certainly helped me just accept who and what I am, and uh, what that is, is a skinny little white boy. Uh, I'm skinnier than a lot of the girls that are in there. Um, sometimes I think I look kind of gross, um, seeing my ribs through my skin, and just, especially when I haven't been exercising for a while and I kind of lose that body mass. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel insecure about my body. But in a yoga class, you're just there, and it's all right there, and it doesn't really matter, and. I love seeing other people that I know in daily life who are always wearing clothes when you normally see them and here they are without a shirt. Here they are you know in their underwear basically and they've got you know all of these what would normally be considered flaws uh, but they're just they're just people and you're just a person and you just are who you are and you can't change it you can't fake it you can't put on makeup because it's all gonna run off anyway. You can't put on clothes that make you look this or that because you're, you know, you just are, you are a real living creature there and now and uh, if you're hung up on that image in the mirror, it makes everything else a lot harder. And so for me, I, you know, when when I'm in a yoga class, I see all kinds of friends and all kinds of people and it's just like, yep, this is me. This is what I look like. This is what I what I can do this is what I look like standing on my head this is what this is you know you what you see is what you get and I can't give anymore and uh, you know this isn't something that I, I really even think about anymore I guess that's kinda of my point is when when you enter that sacred space of a yoga studio um, you know you you just are there for a different reason than usual and it's. I think it's easier to just let go of your self-image when you aren't uh, hung up on it or comparing yourself to other people. Okay, um, number eight, I think. Oh, okay, this will, this will all work out. So number eight is going to be... Okay, number eight is when it's over, it's over, oh, everything comes to an end, every class comes to an end. Um, Yeah, number eight is this idea that every class comes to an end, everything comes to an end, and it's a remarkable experience going in as a stiff, rigid, tired being And suffering almost through the process of doing all of these poses and then uh, you know making it to the end is a victory and a you know it just feels so good to have done that and uh, in the difficult uh, postures knowing that it won't last forever I think allows me to enjoy it all the more Uh, knowing that when I walk out of that room I'm gonna be back in the real world and all that gold is gonna turn back into you know whatever it actually is when it hits the Sun Um, you know you can't you can't stay in yoga in a yoga class forever nor would you really want to and that's kind of the beauty of it that's kind of the strength of why um, it is what it is and why it's so enjoyable Uh, yeah and all good things come to an end And then finally, my little cop-out sort of joke is that uh, this is my list of ten things, and number nine is that sometimes you come expecting ten and you only get nine. (laughs) Um, Enough said. So uh, that was very rambling, bumbling, uh, just trying to get some of these original ideas out. Let's see if we can recap them uh, for posterity. Probably not. I'll probably have to dig back through and maybe even put this together into more of a formalized podcast. But those are my notes. That's what I was thinking. And if anyone uh, went down this rabbit hole with me, um, hope you had fun. And uh, until next time. What does the hippie say when you tell him to get off your couch? Namaste.